Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Welcome, everybody. We're so excited to have you here today. Today, we have a special guest, uh, Laura Nutt. She is uh, she has the Lioness Life, GPS of Guidance, Maximizer of Magnificence, Boss Lady of Breakthrough, and Sage of Servitude. And that's <laughs> a tongue twister for today. So well, we're excited to have you here. Um, could you, uh, Laura, take a few minutes and let us know what all those tongue twisters mean? Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for having me. It's an honor um, to be here and to introduce myself. So first off, hey, y'all, I'm from Texas. So if I drop those Southern isms, just, you know, roll with it. They, they come out every so often. So I'm going to not apologize in advance. Let's just see the nut houses. Um, so the first one, Lioness of Life. So I am very, very passionate about I'm helping people to live an abundant life. And I've always really resonated with a lion or a lioness, just very regal, very powerful presence. And a lioness actually does the hunting for the family. Um, the male is, is very menacing and scary, you know, and he roars, but the lioness actually goes out and hunts, uh, does the killing, uh, takes care of the family, and really is that support and backbone um, of the success of the unit. And so I really embrace that lioness mentality and, and, and not just for, for women, but men as well, but I can only speak from the lioness perspective. So, so that's where that comes from, um, which kind of echoes the, maximizer of magnificence, I have to be careful and make sure I can pronounce my own tongue twister, <laughs> um, is looking at everybody and just the beauty that they have. Everyone has value. Everyone has beauty. Everyone has excellence within, within them. And so my job is to help excavate that and to help that person to celebrate who they are and to amplify it because the world needs each and every one of us to bring that beauty to the surface. And so that's really what I do uh, through my work. And, uh, Boss Lady of Breakthrough is just kind of just, I guess, my little toot my own horn of saying, <laughs> so like, hey, I love to have breakthroughs with people. I love breakthrough moments because that's when the healing begins. And so I create those safe spaces for people to have those moments. Sage of Servitude, I, I love being a servant. Um, I come from a place of agape. Agape is um, the highest form of selfless and sacrificial love that, that you can give someone. So really the highest form of agape would be laying down your life for someone. And you can do that physical act, but you can also do that mentally and emotionally and spiritually as well to sacrifice what you're looking for to help uplift someone else. So I'm trying to think I miss any other ones. Then GPS of guidance. Uh, GPS of guidance is kind of being that person just to help someone who is stuck. So someone is in a stuck place. They don't know where to go. They're overwhelmed and kind of like a GPS, you know, you're, you're plugging in where you want to go. And sometimes you go down some wrong street and you hear the recalculating. And I'm kind of that human version of that as I'm helping somebody figure out where they want to go, plug in their destination. And if you're not getting there, you know, I'm kind of like recalculating, you know, <laughs> let's bring it back to where you want to go and does that match up. Well, fantastic. And um, before I get into that a little bit more, um, can you tell people where to find you? Um, you know, I like to do it kind of at the beginning of the show so that, uh, you know, if they don't get to hear the entire episode or something, they still get a chance to check you out further and, and read more of your information. Sure. Um, so I can be found in two or three different places. So um, I'm kind of building the Nuthouse Empire right now. So there's not a whole lot of places to find me. So it's kind of anyone listening is avant-garde. So congrats, you've caught the Nuthouse right as she's starting out. 
Um, but I do have a website. So it's www.lauranut.com. So just my name, keeping it simple. Um, also, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, so I can be found under uh, the LinkedIn uh, URL with lauranut.f2. Because I have a podcast called uh, Face Squared, and so that's where the F2 comes from. And then you can also contact me directly at my Gmail, which is lionessliberator at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And um, so back to um, uh, the lioness and all that. So when you're um, taking that to a company, um, kind of where do you fit into that and how do you uh, kind of mold that into uh, the company? Sure. So, so first off, it always helps having that, those tongue twisters, because that always grabs people's attention. They're like, no, you know, it's kind of like, you don't want to look, but you can't look away kind of thing. <laughs> um, so that always helps. It's kind of an icebreaker as people are like, well, wait a minute, what does that mean? And um, really when I'm coming into a company or coming into a personal or professional space with someone, I first look at what are their values? Where, how, what systems are they operating in? And, and what is their perspective and where they're coming from? So first, I kind of take that not knowing stance and just, I'm just an active listener. I'm an active observer. And so I, I sit and I listen and just say, I just want to know what you bring to the table. You know, who are you? What, what is your company about? What are your values? What's your mission statement? What are your communication patterns like? Um, how does your, what do your leadership roles look like? What does each employee's role look like? How do you validate your employees? Do you have wellness programs? Do you have open door versus closed door policies? Um, how do you handle dispute resolution? You know, all these kind of things. And I just let them explain to me kind of what's going on. So I gain that systemic perspective and then I can sit and take all that in and ask questions and then, then say, okay, well, so now that you've shared this with me, let, let me show you where I can drop a little lioness little here and there. Um, so let's talk about your communication pattern. Sounds like there's a little bit of difficulty with um, cultural sensitivity or uh, bringing up the difficult topics. Like maybe somebody is uh, creating hostile work environment or something like that and and having those discussions. So I, I always want to learn from the person or the organization I'm working with because I'm not the expert. I'm not the one who walks it out and lives it daily. They are. And so it would be very pretentious of me to jump in and say, oh, well, I'm the expert. I'm a lioness. I'm just going to roar and, you know, just do my thing and take over. And no, it doesn't work like that. You, you come in. I also, I also always thank them for thank you for bringing me into this space because you didn't have to do that. And so thank you for the honor. So let me learn everything I can from you. And then when you feel like you have explained it and you feel heard and validated, then let me give my perspective and we'll go from there. Okay. And so uh, now would you say that uh, it's kind of more of a HR type of role then, or is it kind of, um, okay, it's obviously kind of specialized, but how do you kind of um, let people know how that all works and, and, and whatnot? Sure. So I define it kind of as a coaching consultation role. So, um, so I definitely would say more consultant because I'm definitely that person who comes in from the outside and kind of takes a look at everything. I, I don't go fully native, I guess is the best way to describe it because there's some people who do that, you know, they, they stay within an organization and they kind of go native for a while. And then they, they come up with, Oh, well, this is going on. This is going on. And, and I see the value of that approach. I truly do. But I think 
coming in from outside saying, well, I'm a consultant and that's how I'm identifying myself. I'm, I'm a coach or consultant. Then, you know, I'm just able to kind of observe. And, and so I don't, I don't get so involved that I get entrenched in the thought patterns and the values and the, I'm able to stay objective rather than becoming subjective. And so I, I think that really, really helps um, because it's, I'm able to be there and be present and see it, but at the same time, I don't get sucked in by it. So I, I can be objective on, on what's going on. And so I always kind of just remind people to say, Hey, I'm here, you know, I want that familiarity, but it's like, I don't want you to get too comfortable because <laughs> you know, I, I want to still be able to, to bring that professionalism to you. I don't want, want to be like a friend or a coworker or something like that. I just want to keep that helper role in mind. Yeah. And, and, has there been um, like one or two examples of where you've been able to do like a big turnaround that uh, that would be uh, useful to the people listening today? Oh my goodness! Tough one. <laughs> yes, I was like, now I have to narrow it down and think about yes. Um, so one I did have with an organization. Now this I actually was native in this one. I was actually working in in this organization um, before I as I call it, went rogue. Um, and we were having a lot of difficulty within the company culture, um, especially because we had a lot of individuals from the LGBTQIAA uh, community coming in. And a lot of the staff members were really having a very difficult time with um, being aware of pronouns and how people self-identify and uh, being respectful of um, somebody's name and, you know, using all of those things, they're just, we're very just refusing, just like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, if this, this person is this, whether they say they're this or say they're that. And I had to go in and actually explain, I had to pull up legal, I mean, the laws, you know, the, that protect um, these populations and these individuals and say, no, by you doing this, you're violating the law. There are legal rights that if, if someone identifies as um, a specific gender or a pronoun or a name, then by law, they are protected and they are to be respected, um, regardless of your personal feelings. This is a professional workplace. And and that protection is in place. And so it took a very long time and, and I had to have individual conversations with people to explain this is why. And also from an empathetic perspective is think about if, if you're saying I identify as, as this, this is my preferred name. Um, my birth name is this, my preferred name is this, or I'm in the midst of, um, I'm uh, words escaping me, but I'm transitioning. Um, and, and I want that respect and somebody's not giving that to you. I mean, how would you feel? And a lot of people were like, yeah, I could see that. And so we started to have a lot of shifts, whereas before it was causing tension between management, uh, the, the staff, I mean, it was causing tension with the, the clients who were present and all of that. And we were able to actually come together and have those conversations. So it, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was not fun. I got a lot of nasty messages and people being like, you're just doing this. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't understand. It helped our culture to be more cohesive and it helped those individuals, our clients begin to thrive because they started to feel supported and heard and understood. But it took a lot of very difficult, courageous conversations to be like, hey, like you need to adjust yourself, you know, like in a nice way, but hey, like you need to be more considerate of what's going on and think about how your actions are impacting your coworkers and your clients and your upper management and all of that, that we're a unit. We all have to be in it together. Yeah. Wow. I can see that being a definitely a delicate situation. Um, it was, but it, it was worth it because it got better for everybody. So it was worth it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of entrenched beliefs there, and and um, um, I can see how that would be a big challenge. So, um, so tell me a little bit more about uh, the uh, the agape love that I know we talked about it um, a couple weeks ago, and you were explaining it to me. But but if you could tell them a little bit about how you take that philosophy of uh, or belief um, and and put that into practice. Um, Absolutely. Um, so I, I briefly mentioned before the definition, but I'll say it again. So uh, there's different forms of love and agape is known as the highest form of sacrificial and selfless love. So it, it's basically, it's sacrificing your needs and what you want, not becoming a doormat, not saying that they're not important, but it's basically, it's bringing yourself lower to lift others up and bring them up higher. So it's coming from a place of humility. It's coming from a place of love and understanding for another person. So when you're going into a situation, you're not going in with the preconceived notions. You're not going in with biases. You're not going in with the prejudices. You're not going in with the entrenched values. You are because they're there, but you're going in with a mindset that I'm going to put those aside and I'm going to fully embrace and I'm going to actively listen and be quiet and hear this person. I'm going to validate this person and I'm going to attempt to understand as best I can because nobody can walk anybody's journey. So I'm putting that out there. So nobody can walk your journey. You can't walk anybody else's. But what you can do is you can be mindful and you can be present to learn as best you can. And the first thing um, for me is when I go into these spaces is I tell people straight up, you know, don't trust me don't. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. What? And I'm like, no, have me earn that trust. You don't know me. So don't trust me right off the bat. I value you so much that I'm telling you, don't do that. Don't give me the honor of your trust. You know, allow me to have it if I've earned it, if I've respected you, if I've validated you, if I've heard you, if I've supported you and you start to feel that trust, then that's an honor to me. And, and I say every time to say, you know, thank you so much for the honor of sharing that with me. I really, really appreciate it. Or just really validating of the courage that it takes for somebody to share a difficulty or, um, a struggle that they've had, or even speaking to me about those types of things is I, I view it as, as honor. And, and that's really the premise of agape is giving somebody just your utmost, whether they deserve it or not. So you might be dealing with somebody who you found maybe quite nasty in the past or not somebody that you don't really get along or like too well, but you still treat them with kindness and you still treat them with respect. And so I, I do that no matter what, even if somebody says something really ugly to me or if I'm just kind of my mind, I'm just like, oh, this is kind of hard to do. I recognize they're still a person. They still need to be loved. They still need to be heard and they still need to be appreciated. So I, I view it from it's not against me personally. There may be something going on um, internally that I'm not aware of. So what can I do to be supportive no matter what? And, and I find that that translates very, very well uh, with a lot of people from all walks of life because we all want to be heard. We all want to be validated. We all want to be understood. We all want to be appreciated for who we are. And, and for some of us, that's been more of a privilege that's been accessible to us than others. So I definitely... 
uh, want to give that that equal opportunity of agape to to everyone to be who they are and celebrated and validated and heard. Okay. And um, how do you get like a, say a small business owner or um, you know or a corporate person uh, that hasn't um, known agape love? And how, how do you get that? How do you translate that to them so that they can share it within their culture when they haven't done it themselves? Oh my gosh, fun question. I love this one because I do, because sadly I have to say I get a lot of business owners, um, both small and larger corporations. And it's very, very common, especially in the larger corporations, because it's kind of like you get in the ivory tower, you get separated from your workers and you're so busy just trying to keep keep afloat with everything going on that you kind of lose touch with the human element. Um, but especially for small business owners, um, that can happen as well because, you know, you're just trying to stay afloat. You know, you're trying to get past the three-year mark. <laughs> That's kind of like the scary number. You know, the, if we make it past year number three, we're good. <laughs> but up until that point. Um, so usually I just have a very candid conversation with that person. And um, it, it starts out the same way with everybody. I sit down with them. I, I create that, that open space and say, I just, I'm here to listen. I want to learn about you. And um, I really focus on what their values are. You know, what are your values? What's important to you? And then I kind of put it back on them to do the homework to say, well, as an employee, what did you need in the workspace? What were you looking for? You know, what defined a positive, healthy work environment and what defined a toxic hostile work environment, what was going on, what was said, what was not said, what was dealt with, what was not, uh, you know, what was not, um, and really put them empathy, you know, putting them in the shoes of their workers and saying, you know, what is it that you needed? And when they can identify that, because usually the, the answers have been pretty similar across the board. It's like, well, a healthy environment was, I felt like my coworkers had my back, um, there wasn't gossiping or backbiting going on. I felt like I could go to my supervisor, my boss, my manager, and I could tell them what was going on. They would take that feedback, implement it. Um, or I got uh, accolades when I was doing well. I received positive feedback when I was doing well, you know, things like that, as opposed to, and I also hear the toxic, I got criticized openly, publicly. My coworkers were not for each other, they didn't care, they were there for a paycheck and all those different things. And once we've identified those and I say, okay, now let's look at your current business. How would you define your business? Would you define it as a hostile work environment, toxic? Would you define it as healthy, um, thriving and as a unit? And it's very eye-opening for the individual because then they're going, you know, sometimes I get that kind of crazy look like, well, it's I'm saying, well, that's okay. Because acknowledgement and recognizing is the first step. If you're recognizing that you've got some pretty healthy, positive behaviors, but there's some toxic ones, then let's, let's focus on how can we translate those into more positive and healthy ones. And that usually helps a business owner to be like, okay, I get it. Because now I can think about from my perspective, what would I want and what would I need? And then are my team members getting that? Like, am I going to them? Am I lifting them up? Am I, am I pushing them through the difficult saying, I've got you, I've got you. Am I encouraging them? Am I validating them? Am I opening up the meeting space um, for ideas and feedback? Or am I shutting them down and criticizing, you know, are my employees scared of me? Um, Cause that's something I hear with a lot of bosses is they're just like, oh my gosh, like y'all, 
They're just like, my employees never talk to me. Okay, well then you might need to <laughs> you might need to shift that because we need that open line of communication. So really that self-reflection just opens the doors. Once people see it, it's just amazing the transformation that takes place. They naturally start to go, oh, oh, I could do this and do this and do this. If they're passionate about their business, that's the caveat I say. If they don't really care about their employees and their and their business, then they may react a different way. But most of my business owners are like, oh yes, I'm totally totally down to do this and, and they ask for that help and they're more open to receiving it and what about like um like in my in my industry there's a lot of contractors um you know it's a lot of uh yes. freelancers and i kind of feel like it's you know you're, you're afraid to really invest because you, you're you know it's pretty much a transactional type uh, situation a lot of times you know, it's like, okay, I need this done in WordPress and I need these, you know, 15 social media things loaded up and, and you just kind of expect it to happen. And, and, but it seems like it's hard to really invest because you don't really have that time other than assigning tasks. So do you have any insight on, on how to build community through, you know, when you're kind of in that situation? Sure. And, and I think, like you said, that's kind of a tough one because, yeah, because um, an independent contractor, a 1099, a freelancer um, gig, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, pay per project, you know, per diem, whatever it may be, is you don't have those same relationships with those individuals because they're, they're there for a certain contract, you know, a certain amount of time or a certain number of projects. And, and it's basically once they complete it, they're done. They're not employees. They're just paid for that service. And so I, th I think the just from what I've experienced, um, not just in the workplace, but working with companies is that there's kind of I mean, I hate to say it, but it's almost they're kind of like the redhead stepchild, the way they're treated is like, okay, yeah, great. You know, you're here, but I, I, it's like, you're not, it's the us versus them mentality. You're here, but you're not one of us. So I'm not going to invest that same amount of time in you. Right. And I think the thing to remember is that they're still human. <laughs> you know, they, they may not. Okay. So maybe, so let's put it this way. So maybe they're not blood they're not part of your family they don't live in your house but they are a guest in your house right well, yeah so i mean so they are still coming to visit and maybe they're staying for a short time but they're not there all the time but i mean would you do that to a guest in your house and say well you know you're not family you don't live here all the time so um we're I, not I might but most people wouldn't you know <laughs> right. Right. yeah so it's good to think about that to say you know they're still human and they're still here and also they viewed enough value in your business to agree to a contract a project. So you have to think about it that way too, to say they found value in this partnership and you found value in this partnership. So why would you not bring in the human element and still validate them and still even just checking in with them and just saying, Hey, how are you doing? You know, how are you? Or, you know, or it's, or it's good to see you. Or if you buy them a coffee or even just sit down and talk with them and just treat them like humans. They're not numbers. <laughs> That's the key thing is they're humans, just like your employees. They're not numbers. They're people. And they still have the same, you know, feelings, you know, need for validation, support and all that. And it just takes that little extra step. And, and if you treat them like humans and give them that value and just saying, you know, thank you so much. You're doing such a great job. You know, I appreciate the time that you're bringing in. Is there anything I can do to support you? Um, just giving them that validation and feedback. And if something's not working, you know, talk with them about it. Not like you suck, but you know, just like, <laughs> Hey, I'm noticing that maybe we're not seeing eye to eye on this. Let's have a conversation. Just 
keep in communication with them, keep checking in with them, uh, you know, validate them. If they're doing a great job, tell them they're doing a great job. I said, Starbucks coffee or any coffee doesn't cost that much, but um, yeah. it gets you a smile and it gets that value that we're all looking for. Because nine times out of 10, you're going to get better output that way on your project. And you're also going to get lifetime value um, with that person because they're going to be like, you know what, when I went to that company, when I went to Jess's company, he really, he valued me. He invested in me. So I actually want to, I want to work for him again. Mm. And I want to tell my five friends to do the same thing. Nice. Go do work for him because he actually cared about me enough as a person. And then he validated my work and that made me work even more. So nice. there, there is so much. So contractors are just as important and to me, almost, almost they can be more important than employees because it's a great opportunity to pull people in from the outside, not just from the business perspective, but just from the personal, just to create that culture. I mean, it's just so infectious. If you have a great culture, you can't help but, you know, just invite other people and say, yeah, come on in. I'm, you know, I'm making a casserole and, you know, just wham, bam, honey jam, you know, like down the South, you know, I'm making honey buns and <laughs> hoe cakes, all kinds of stuff. Just, just come on in, <laughs> you know, come get some grits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. And then um, I had a really good question lined up for you and I just went blank, but uh um, but no, I was kind of just wondering about like, um, like, like your some like something that uh, is not on your LinkedIn profile, something that might might be interesting that people don't know about you. Oh goodness, the deep dark secrets of the nut house. Well, I don't. Have I to don't know. Dark, <laughs> light secrets, you know. Light secrets. Okay, but key key phrase I'm hearing is a, a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so something people don't know about me. Um, Wow. There's a couple things I can think of. Okay. So, so I'll do a, a light secret. So it's, it's not anything that's like big, like, woo, like shocker. But, um, so actually I was a miracle baby. Uh, my mother was actually physically unable to have children oh, wow. um, because her mother had taken, um, I believe it was DEA. I don't remember the exact medication, but there was a medication that they were giving women during world war II. Uh, to prevent miscarriages, but what it was causing is it was causing birth defects. So there were babies born uh -huh. without arms and legs and yeah. And so my grandmother took it and she had my mother who um, was able-bodied and fully intact, but it impacted her to where she wasn't able to have children. So it actually took 10 years for me to show up. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. So, so hi world. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> you need it. Oh, good. Yes. And, and so the reason I, I share that is because I, every person who comes on earth is, is a miracle, is, is a blessing. And, and so I just want to say that, you know, for anyone who's felt like you're not worthwhile or that you don't belong here, you're not a mistake. Even if people told you that you were and you have a purpose. And so that's a secret that I love to share because it's like, yeah, I, the world didn't want me, but here I am. And so I'm going to make the use, I'm going to make the best use of that. I'm going to be purposeful. I'm going to be meaningful. I'm going to be mindful and I'm going to make that impact on the world. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, just uh, yeah, every, every person has value. Every person is, um, you know, important uh, in some way. And, uh, and it's, 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 it's sad to see, you know, how, uh, how people are just taking advantage of a lot of times out there um, yes. and, and not, not appreciated for the value that they add. And, you know, I think it takes, um, 
takes a little bit of agape, I guess, to, and, a, and a little bit of... Yes! Uh, yeah. And <laughs> a lot of love, agape, yes. A lot of love, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to go out there and share that with people. And, and you know, um, I, I, it's been a while, I guess, since I've talked about it, but just, you know, you know, when you're walking around, smile at people. I mean, just, you know... It works. And, not in a creepy way, you know, but just in a nice, friendly <laughs> way. And, can, uh, can you show us what a creeper, what a creepy smile would look like? I just, uh, <laughs> I can't, hopefully they can good. So it's like, don't do that. Yeah. yeah this is like Jess's yeah. do's and don'ts. Do don't do I, I, I'm not, I don't know how to do creepy very well. So <laughs> like you're saying, yeah, don't be a creeper, you know, just smile, just, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't want to do that, but no, but usually I just look at somebody and I'm just like, how you doing today? And I did that in the supermarket the other day. And it was so funny because I just, I mean, it didn't cost me anything. It wasn't hard to do. It was, um, it was a greeter in a supermarket. And I just said, how are you doing today? It was like, I was his best friend because he was like, oh my God, like I, you know, I'm doing it. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know? And then, so, and then when I was leaving, he made a point to be like, you have an awesome day elbow bump you know I was just going for that and all I did was smile at him and just say how are you doing and it made a world of difference because I was seeing him like dancing around like it just totally shifted his whole day so I love that you talk about the power of a smile and just I always say that human element and their name um like like if they have yes. a name tag you know you just say yes. hey thanks Grace or you know whatever the name is and uh and you'll see people light up like, wow, you know, you're, you're the 300th person today that's walked by me and you're the only person that addressed me by my name. And, um, yeah. and a lot of people are really, you know, you know, it seems, seems odd that they'd be moved by that, but they really are um, sometimes uh, yeah. if they haven't, if they haven't been, you know, getting that, uh, getting that agape for the day anyway. So there you go. Your daily quota of agape. So yep. it's like I've smile at people and use their now. name. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I love that you bring that up, though, because those are simple ways that you can implement it. Because I think when people hear agape, they go, well, how am I supposed to do that? You know, like it's this big assignment. Just be human. You know, Jess brought up some excellent, you know, ideas of smiling at people or even complimenting people. There's sometimes where I'll see something like, and I'll do it to women, too. So women were not adverse to complimenting each other and meaning it. Um, but I'll see something, especially like a woman. I'm like, oh, my God, your shoes are so cute. And she's thank you. You know, and it just, you know, or uh, or even a man or something. Like, he's, like, with his, um, let's do with children. It means so much to people if there's something, like, with a child or something. And uh, there's a child talking about something. And I'd be like, oh, wow, that's really, really cool. I mean, that will make the parents day and make the child say. Because, you know, the child is just like, oh, somebody paid attention to me. You know, I love this. And yeah, it's just spreading laughter, even cracking a corny joke. Like when you're talking to somebody, it's just like, like I'll say something with a nut house, like, whoops, should have had a VA, bam, you know, or something and people just start laughing, but it helps people to feel better and you're spreading love in the simplest of ways. So yeah, that, that's agape. That's all agape is, is just spreading love and kindness and goodness in the world. There, there's, there's enough negativity and divisiveness in the world. We don't need any more. So let's, let's stop doing that and let's, let's up the agape. <laughs> I love it. Well, again, Laura, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, once again, if you just tell them uh, um, your website address and your mm -hmm. LinkedIn, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're feeling brave and want to learn more about the nut house, so hey, y'all. Again, you know, I'm, I'm not a cook, but metaphorically, you know, come in and get some biscuits and gravy. They're pretty good. Okay. Wham, bam, honey jam. 
<laughs> you can reach me at uh, LinkedIn. Is It's my name, so Laura.nut, and it's F2 is my uh, URL. And then also my website is www.lauranut.com. And my Gmail is lioness.liberator at gmail.com. So looking forward to hearing from you. Perfect. Thanks again for uh, being a great guest today. Thanks, Jess, for having me. Bye.